Notes from Grinnell's number 104. Celebrate even in crises. Just a few weeks ago, my family celebrated several birthdays. A friend of mine got married, and a colleague announced his retirement. Laughter, joy, and fellowship filled those times. But these days, it doesn't seem like there's much to celebrate. Are you finding it hard to stay positive and hopeful while this pandemic tightens its grip on our world? Take heart. Even during difficulty, we have much to be thankful for. In the Bible, James writes, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. James doesn't mean to appreciate the trial itself. Rather, he exhorts us to celebrate the transforming result that comes from it. This isn't easy. No one wants to face hardship, loss, suffering, isolation, oppression, or pain. God knows this and deeply identifies with all we experience. When Jesus, God the Son, became a man, he endured everything we could ever go through in bearing the sin of the world. He understands our suffering, but also the victory that can come from it. Anyone who trusts and obeys Jesus will be saved. That doesn't mean Jesus will always deliver us from trials, but he will always deliver us through them. In Romans it says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. A believer is never alone. In Psalm 46 it says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Don't give fears a foothold in your life. Face them, write them down, but don't give in to them or dwell on them. Instead, give them over to God, even if it takes multiple times. Then, move forward in faith. One key way to express our faith is hopeful celebration. Celebration benefits us in so many ways. It breaks us out of a rut. It changes our pace. It lets us rest. It beckons us to reflect and remember. It focuses, it honors, it unites and reconciles, it compels us to be thankful, and it frees us to enjoy. It's no wonder God calls believers to celebrate. Here are a few of many examples throughout the Bible. The Sabbath routine of designating one day a week to rest recognizes a believer's need to find refreshment in God. After creating the universe in six days, God stopped creating. 
not because he was tired, but to reflect on and enjoy his perfect work. Jesus is a believer's perfect work in whom he finds his restoration, purpose, and completeness. Jesus created us and loves us and is the author and perfecter of our faith. Believers should stop and recognize that each week. Another example is communion. It reminds people of how Jesus gave his life and shed his blood on the cross to save whoever believes in him from dying. Because Jesus died and rose again for the world, anyone can know and have fellowship with God. It also looks forward to when believers will commune with God at his banquet feast and for eternity. Similarly, baptism physically celebrates with the washing of water what God has done to save someone spiritually. With the nation of Israel, God ordains several festivals celebrating his personal relationship with them, which was to be a witness to all nations. These festivals were foreshadows of a more complete and perfect work Jesus would do later in enabling the whole world to be with God, to become like God, and to do what God does. The year of Jubilee involves release from bondage and occurs every 50 years. Debts are forgiven, property is returned to original owners, slaves are released, prisoners are set free, and people rest the land from being planted and harvested. Jesus is a believer's jubilee. He forgives our sin, restores what we lost when we rebelled from God, releases us from slavery to sin, and sets us free to live with Him we can cease from striving to reach God and rest in Jesus' work, which saves us. The Feast of Passover speaks of redemption. As I described above, Jesus has become the sacrificial lamb which allows people to be saved. The Feast of Unleavened Bread centers on sanctification, which means setting apart. Without holiness, no one will see God. Jesus separates believers from their sin and gives them his righteousness so they can be united with God. The Feast of Firstfruits thanks God for providing. When Jesus rose from the dead, he became the, quote, first fruit, signifying that all who follow him will also live. The Feast of Weeks marks significant beginnings. Seven weeks after he resurrected, Jesus sent his Holy Spirit to indwell believers. Anyone who believes in Jesus now begins true life and receives the Holy Spirit to counsel, convict, comfort, and empower him to live that life for God and others. The Feast of Trumpets looks forward to when Jesus the King of Kings will return to earth to reward believers, judge unbelievers, banish evil, and establish a reign of peace and righteousness. The Feast of Atonement corresponds to covering. By shedding his blood on the cross for people, Jesus not only covered, 
but completely fulfilled the capital punishment required by God's justice. The Feast of Tabernacles recognizes the past and present goodness and provision of God. Jesus is God who became a man and tabernacled or dwelt among us to allow us to personally experience all of God's goodness and provision. Jesus is even called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Every day when someone accepts God's invitation to, quote, tabernacle with him, God celebrates in heaven. Jesus will soon return to gather believers to be with him and joyfully do what he does for eternity. So, every day, every week, every season, every year, every set of years, God desires to celebrate with his followers the wonderful unity, character, and mission they share with him and each other. This is true and necessary even during difficult times. The Apostle Paul encouraged believers in Rome, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. God is always at work in his sons and daughters and through them. If it comes through fire, still rejoice in this refining process. Celebrate both the small and significant. Enjoy gifts of the present, like a beautiful sunset, sweet flowers, a delicious meal, words of truth, inspiring music, and supportive loved ones. Thank God for his love and salvation. Commemorate milestone events of the past. Look hopefully to the future expecting God to fulfill all of his promises and complete his glorious work of transforming you and others to become like Jesus. Finally, join me, along with David, who wrote in Psalm 16, I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad, and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. Because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful ones see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand.